Welcome back to BTG Squad, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, I have two people who I've known for <sighs> probably what? Since Years. before you Since were 20. Th- 20? Since you yeah. were 20? So I'm 30 now. So it's been probably 12 years, maybe more, that I've known you two. And we have been through some ish, right? Throughout the time that I've known you and you, you both were married when I first met you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many kids do you have, yeah. Skis? <laughs> Is this your fault? <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're here. I'm not. I'm not. I am we not. We both have something in common right here. We met this guy and ended up divorced. Hey, I'm not a bad luck charm. <laughs> no, I got three kids. You've got three kids. Yeah. How many kids do you have, Justin? Zero. Zero How do you kids. feel about that? Um. Well, I have a soon-to-be stepson here in the near future, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. I was too immature to have kids, even when I was married. Got married early. Um, my first wife, or only wife, I guess, her uh, family was Catholic, and we were living together and kind of, I guess, rushed the process. Mm. We got along good, but it wasn't like... It never was like anything like real, I guess I would say. It's more of just a friendship. So what's your opinion right now of people getting married young now? Like it's 2023 now. So a lot of people, and I've actually got a friend of mine who's just, well, I don't know. I can't really tell all their business, but I know some people who are pretty young still. And they're they're having a kid right now and they're about to get married. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think for me, there's I've always had a fear of getting married. And it's it's odd because the first thought that comes into my head, when any whenever I hear the word marriage, and st- like it's supposed to be this beautiful, wonderful thing, right? And you're supposed to, maybe back in the day it was, it's now the only thought that comes into my head is nothing beautiful. When I hear marriage, my heart starts thumping. <laughs> <laughs> and the word divorce. Not in a good way, though. Yeah. <laughs> no. Your heart flutters. My heart flutters in the word divorce. You get, like, anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Seriously. Well, what do you The word of? divorce pops into my head. You're right? afraid of the divorce part. So you're afraid of the end. The possibility of... You're afraid of failing. The possibility of failing is yeah. bothering you. Yeah. You're not afraid to get married. You're afraid to have it fail and other people to know you failed at something. 100%. Yeah, and I'm a af- yeah, I'm absolutely afraid of failing at it. <sighs> I'm afraid that I'll hate it, which I don't know where that comes from. Hate what? Being married. I I I think every man has this thing where they want to be free, right? Like nobody wants no man wants to feel like he's tied down. Mhm. You know, and I feel like a lot of men, myself included, have gone through our entire lives, right? You've been chasing younger men, specifically younger men. You go through your whole life chasing what you think are these beautiful, attractive women, right, for you. Mm-hmm. You think, oh, like, and you, you, go, you, you go through that phase of your life, and a lot of dudes will not get girls during that phase of their life, right? They're just always chasing it. And then you get to this point where you're, like, 30 years old, you're 34, whatever. You get into these higher stages of your life, and now all of a sudden the women around you that it's acceptable for you to chase now, 
right? According to the world standards or whatever, it's acceptable for you to, you need to go after older women. And those older women, to a lot of men, it's just like, I don't want used goods, you know? It's like, I don't, it's like, you feel like you're getting shafted, I guess I should say. You know, the older a man gets, the more, like the kind of women that are coming into his life, you, you almost feel like you're just getting the short end of the stick because you spent your whole life trying to get girls that you never could get, right? Well, no, you could get them. No, but you didn't. To. Like young you guys, not, you chose not to. Yeah, but young guys really struggle getting girls, right? <laughs> Isn't that I mean, a thing? Do, I mean, do they? I think so. So then young women would also struggle finding men because, you know, we're close no. to 50-50 when it comes girls to Girls don't struggle right? getting dudes, though, getting right? Getting ones? <laughs> or just getting one? I don't know. I guess. I think it's easier for them definitely to find one probably versus a guy find, finding it. Because, like, they – I'm not saying they don't have to put in work. That's not how I want to put it, right? It's different. But it's definitely easier for them to, like – it's not – it's it's easier for them to get that guy, right? Like – the, she can go up and like talk to him. Yeah, and that's all it takes most of the time. Where a guy like has to like really try to put in work for them. You don't like, think she's like, get nervous their doing it too, though, or whatever. But you like, really, you, you really have to put in work to like feelings. get them to like, especially if they know there's a bunch of guys pursuing them. Like they're not gonna just necessarily go for you. Like you're gonna have to stand out from the rest of them. Right. For the girl, like, you, I mean, if you're looking for a relationship, yeah, yeah, obviously they're gonna have to stand out. But if you're just Obviously, you're not always looking for a relationship right when you meet somebody, maybe either. Like, you're going to see if it, like, becomes something, right? If you're, like, really looking for it and trying to find it, it's probably not going to be there anyways, you know, because you're not relaxed. You're not being yourself. You're, That's you're, a putting, great off, point. you're putting off those nervous negative energies <laughs> that, honestly, no one likes. That's a great point. And that's exactly how I was for a long time growing up, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in, like, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't go to public schools and stuff. So I was a little bit more shy. And so I'm just speaking from my own personal experience when I talk about this. I feel like there's a a big majority of dudes that grow up, they get to a certain phase where they feel like now I have what it takes to actually get the beautiful women that I want because I have a certain level of confidence and experience and I've worked my ass off for this, right? And now they feel like I'm getting kind of shafted they want me to get married now. Everybody wants me to get married and have kids, and I just, I never got my, what 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 is it? Like, people have midlife crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like when the when the word marriage comes up, you go into this, this panic phase because you're like, I'm never going to get mine. <laughs> like, all the, the experiences I wanted to have with females, that's about to go away, and I never got to have it in the first place. Why is it going away? Because you're getting married now. Now you're just stuck with one woman, you know? Like, it's this fear that, that dudes have. But you don't have so the you, desire to have a family or start a family or, like, raise people in your, ref, I guess, in your reflection to be, you know, to mold and to model for and to, like, make other great things happen. Yeah, like, you, you have, do. You, you do. Like, but you want to find that perfect person to do that with, right? Yep. What's the perfect person? That perfect anything doesn't exist. A perfect no. job, vehicle, house. <laughs> if you're constantly pursuing absolute perfection, you're you're never going to see things for what they really are. You're going to be looking through it, through and past everything. So you got married young. Yep. Yeah, it's the test marriage. It's like se- it's like seventy five percent of first marriages end in divorce. You get married young. 
you experience some things, you learn some things. So 75%, that's It might be not quite that high, but it's, it's somewhere around there. Right, but either way, that statistic that now, I feel like that now applies to our generation, right? Mm-hmm. As like, far as the years go by, I feel like that number gets higher and higher for sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Because people are not living for tomorrow anymore either. More people are just living for today. Mm-hmm. They're not looking for like the future, or they don't have like goals. Should I put it that way? Yeah. People aren't really making goals necessarily. The goal should be for a young man. Do you think the goal should be to get married and have children early? If that's what you want. Um, the older people I talk to, like I have friends that are in their fifties, and they <clears throat> basically say like, that's their life's greatest accomplishment. It's nothing to do with their job or their house or how much money they have or how much stuff they have. Their greatest accomplishment is like raising their children and seeing them like grow into like wonderful things. Yeah, that's that's getting or, to the end of your life and not having a family or children. I see that when I go home and talk to my parents and stuff and they've mm-hmm. got this house full of children, right? And it's you think if if I'm at their age and I'm gonna I'm gonna be in a house with no one, mm-hmm. <laughs> you think what a waste of a life, right? Yeah, you missed out on lots of experiences. So your guys is you you. Too but you might have also experienced things those people are never gonna experience either because you chose not. Like mm-hmm. it all depends on what you want, right? Like I if you like... want if you want children, like cool, like do your thing, you know, like but do what you want to do. Like don't have kids if you don't want to have kids. Like, then you're just, like, doing something you don't want to do. Like, go do what you want to do, right? I just so feel. So you're happy. I have, I feel <laughs> like, I feel like a lot of guys just feel like if I get married, I'm just going to be forever trapped. You know, even if you really. 75% end in divorce. Yeah. So what do you, are damn. you really trapped? It's, I know, but it's like, not, you isn't, don't the majority of those divorces then end and they like destroy the guy's life and you're ruined from this day forward you know um, yeah. you might be paying child support out of your your butt for the next 20 years like who knows like it whatever did, if yeah if you decide to throw yourself a pity party like I did and what whatever you know it doesn't have to ruin your life paying child support doesn't ruin your life it might make it more difficult to function because now you're giving away a bunch of money to take care of your kids. Yeah. It's not ruining your life. Hmm. But, I mean, essentially, at the same time, you were, you're also spending that money when you were with them. Like, you know, like you're probably... Buying you might four not, wheelers and things like that. You might, you might have spent more. It depends. But, yeah, <laughs> you just never know. <laughs> like, how much were you spending that? Like, in, in essence, when you get divorced, if you pay child support, you might actually spend less. <laughs> than you were while you were married. So not, not saying you do, because there's definitely guys that get like. But you could. It de- it also varies by state, right? What states do allow like people to do to their spouse when they get divorced, right? True, true. Because some people can really like run them through the ringer and like take them for everything they got. But would you rather have happen. the money and not just never have had kids? Like, oh, I just wish I could have that money back, and I never would have had these kids. Well, you, you, I mean, if you have, have your to... kids, you never think that because, like, you love your kids, right? Exactly. So what's more, I mean, was yeah. the money more important than the kids? Not really. No, but, like, for you to do the things you want to do when you get divorced, it, I mean, it definitely puts, like, a damper on things, right? Mm-hmm. Or for them to, like, take it. 
It's, it's not even just the kids. They're more or less taking everything like you worked for while you were with them, right? Like you also worked but for those kids. You're married, so like your time is you're you're put you're supposed to be putting into it equally. You yeah. might be making more money, or she might be making more money. But when you get married, this is supposed to be a team thing. You're oh, doing it sure. together. So, but you feel like you lost something for sure. Like oh, you feel like they hundred percent agree. They took with something you. from you. They took your, they took your soul. <laughs> When you get divorced, yeah, but you like you took you took their time and made yeah. them have kids. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you ruined them because now who wants this woman that's got one, two, three, four, five, seven kids, right? Yeah. So now they're getting back into the dating pool and they're like, hey, you know, so I gotta tell you something. I have you know a couple of kids. You know, thanks a lot, skis. Like, damn, damn. It, but they also, like you said, they also chose to have those kids too. Absolutely, they're willing to put up that sacrifice. And if they get divorced, they have to like you. They'd have to have that in the back of their head too, right? Like this could happen, and this is what my life's gonna be like if this happens. So like I it's am, like it's made by one person the choice. It's like I made her have kids, right? Or like other people make them have the kids, you know? Oh, I agree. They might. Some people might talk them into it, like. But so, am know. I wrong in my assumption that dudes <laughs> feel like if they get married, they're gonna miss out on life? Do you think so that I'm wrong in that assumption? Yeah. Miss out on what part of life? The female part. Chasing girls? Yeah. Well, yeah, I would hope if you got married, you're going to be missing out on the chasing the <laughs> Right. But that's what. The grass is always greener, right? Yeah, but that's what stops guys. <laughs> and it's that. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what stops guys from getting married is the resentment, I think, to a certain point that I never got all the girls I wanted to get. Like, women get to get out of their hoe face, right? That's a thing. Like, women get to go through and get out of their hoe phase. And then they go get a dude who's willing to take on all that that extra spiritual baggage that was left inside of them from a thousand dudes, right? And you're like, uh-huh. I, I never got to do that. And I'm just, now I have to take you? Like, this is what, like, and, and, like, yeah, I never get to do it. Kids might take that feeling away. I know, but I'm saying that's what dudes you don't think that that's what's going through a lot of guys' heads when when women come to them and say, "Hey, let's get married." <laughs> you that's know? the thing though, like a guy, it's a bad thing because like like and I, I'm not saying I it's right by like the Andrew way. Tate says, right? Like girls when like there's different age groups. For guys, they're like in their high point, right? When they're in like 30s, 40s. They, they they've yeah. experienced enough to where they're confident in doing what they're doing. Or women's good times are like in their early twenties, right? Until they get older, they didn't have their kids yet. That's when they like guys get to experience their best part of life, most likely in that area, right? Mm. And women are experienced. And not to sound terrible, but they're like not their, always, their value depreciates quicker. Where all men seems to go up as they age. get older, yeah, you know, like because they're they're more they see guys more mature and have the things they need in life to support them. Like right. when is a man his, at his most valuable? When he After has, when he has his, his crap together and he has, you know, yeah, when he has got worked. a nest egg and he's got some things, right? Yeah, but exactly. That's not necessarily when a woman's at her most valuable. And I'm not saying all women, but a lot of women are not going and getting those things in their prime. They're looking for that man that has those things, which is why younger them. women like older men. But they're I'm not saying because they're definitely women that go out there and like pursue a career and like take care of themselves. <laughs> And, like, make the money, right? There are some women that go and die. That's the kind of woman, like, you're envisioning probably when you, like, if you're going to get married and have kids is a very, like, successful woman. Like, someone, 
necessarily like you that has like the same goals, right? And mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and wants to like have something. Where like the women, a lot of women you're talking about, you're dating are women that like maybe are just looking for a guy to have kids and have the family life. Where some women will pursue more, they'll do more, right? You want them to have aspirations, right? Like keep going, exactly, not stop. Like keep working at something. It's 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 a tricky one, man. I think the longer men go without getting married, the lower the chances get of them ever wanting to. In in our world today, you know, because you, it's like procrastination builds fear, right? In anything you're supposed to do in life that you know you're supposed to do, if you hold it off, you hold it off. The more you hold it off, the more you can psych yourself up into thinking, this is really going to hurt me, you know, <laughs> especially when you're looking around at the world. This can go for anything in life. You know, you're going to go start a business. You're going to go, you know, start working out, right? The new year, I'm going to go work out. New year, new me, all this BS. The more you procrastinate on it and the more you, you let time go, the more you're able to get inside your head and you, you will screw up a good op- what could have been a really good opportunity. And I think now we're living in this phase where dudes are like, especially young guys, which I would love to talk to some really young guys on this mm-hmm. podcast once, but you think it's like with everything we see around us and they see their dads getting divorced, they see their older brothers getting divorced, they see it, and the world is just, you go on and you watch vid- the Andrew Tate videos and you watch all these videos that's saying women are just out to get us. They're, they're the devil, and it might not be true. I'm not saying any of that is true. I'm just saying what that's kind of the women perception. Are they going at? What kind of women is Andrew Tate going after? Yeah, but what kind of women is any guy really going after? Like, it's like, if how do we if even you know? find someone that shares your same morals and your same beliefs? I'm, okay. not, I'm not saying things still can't go wrong because obviously it does all the time, but. Right. If you find someone that's raised similar to you, believes similar things to you as you do. Then just take a chance. So instead of just like going out and like, oh, I'm at the gym and I found this girl. She's cute. I like her. I'm going to just make her get married and have kids with her and see if it works out. Mm. Yeah, but damn, man. Once you start digging into a woman's life, a lot of guys can get turned off real quick if you dig very deep past the surface, right? You're going to find out, especially you're going to find Why? out. Why dig so deep? Do you want, well, you want to do you your want due diligence, be... right? You want to find out if this is going to be a good woman for you. Yeah, people can change too, though. It's true. I'm not the same as I was when I got married. In some ways better, some ways probably not. Do you think you'll ever get married again? I am going to get married again, yeah. I definitely think people shouldn't, like, rush into marriage anymore. Like, people always got married. Like, back in the day, right, they'd pop out kids, they'd get married, and they'd stay together. Because, but that was also, like, their their morals were, like, well, I have to stay with this person and, like, make this work out. Mm. But people don't think that anymore, right? I think people should probably date longer before they start, like, long enough to know, like... People have you kids know that person. get married today, though. A kid is a bigger commitment than a marriage is, so why is everyone so afraid <laughs> to get married? Exactly. No one's afraid to have kids, but everyone's afraid to get married. I mean, there's a lot of people not having sense. kids anymore, There's either, a lot right? of people that just have kids to have kids, too. That's they're the not thing. married. They might have a bunch of kids, but they're not married. You know, I'm, not, are, get, I'm not getting tied down with marriage, but let me have three kids. But people right. are more or less having zero sense kids less now than they used to, right? Like, people yeah. are pumping out, like, 10 kids at a time before 
Well, that now was, some people are just like, let's get a dog. There wasn't and that's it. You know, anything else to yeah. do though? They were, they were like living on the farm. We needed farm hands. You know, yeah. we needed kids to fix that fence and milk them cows. We need to go back to having farms. Like, I want to have a farm. <laughs> Buy a farm and have your ten kids. I want to because. Yeah. Jesus, man, our food supply is going straight down the toilet right now. I'm guessing there's less women that want to, like, fulfill that role, though, too. Well, the they're, like, on the farm the doing that traditional gender stuff. roles and stuff like that, too. Yeah. Most people aren't into that. I would have no problem with that style of life, you know, if I was younger and getting married again. And my wife wanted to stay home and, like, have kids and I would go to work and she would take care of the house. I have no problem with that. Mm. I, so, I, honestly, I think that's ideal. Your children would be around someone who actually cares about them and takes care of them, I would hope. I mean, there's some bad moms out there, but. Maybe the life you're talking about, you need to go out of country and get, like. No. Okay. Women like that, like, what? Canadian women, Jared. That's what you need. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> no, I'm saying, it's like. A joke. It is a joke. I'm just saying, right, in general, that's in. what guys probably need to do. Like, you see a lot of guys, and they have. We'll speak from, like, they have, like, Hispanics, right? Like, their women almost are deaf, like, if they're in Mexico. And like live there their whole lives, they're almost like, I mean, their their lifestyle is a lot different, right? They're willing to like stay home and have the kids and like do all that still. Yeah. But like women now, like they want to have the kid, but they still want to like go party afterwards and you stay home. I'm not but, saying all women are the, like the that. culture. That's not what I'm the saying. culture puts it out there though. Yeah. When like gir- little girls are idolizing Cardi B or whoever the hell else it might be at the time, or young oh, yeah. men idolizing idiots too yeah oh yeah you know? we do we do it to ourselves yeah it seems <laughs> that's like... empowering you know cardi b's empowering so yeah that's a good message to send to other women like, like me like cardi she is empowering. i like that message yeah, yeah. cardi and nikki take movies and, and books but you great know, message pl- pl- play wop on on the radio but make sure you take books and like and stuff out of the libraries you know yeah yeah <laughs> Teaching young kids, boy, I've seen some of those books they put in in schools about teaching kids how to properly s a d. It's like I saw the one picture of like a finger going into a rectum, and it said like swoop or something it was like this, it was like the sound effect that went with it. It was just it was ridiculous. I was like, ah oh, man, that's what you're getting now, right? Yeah, it's another fear to topple on top of everything. <laughs> like when you're oh. a guy and you're thinking, oh, I'm gonna get married and have kids now. That's another thing for you to worry about as you, you look into this world. Like, do I want to bring a kid into this world? If you're, you're, yeah, if you're watching too much news and too much other crap too. Like, that's one hundred CNN. Turn Turn off Fox, turn all of it off. And but if you, you know, just, if you just live your life, you wouldn't even know those things were happening. You're absolutely right. But you know, they're being bought, brought into that world, right? Yeah. That's the problem. Like, it's not even necessarily you watching it, it's knowing you're going to put them out there with that stuff, right? And if you, right. If you you're going to have to step back and just let them do their thing. Because if you, you educate you only... your children and teach them and explain yeah. to them exactly what's going on, being exposed to those things should not affect them drastically if you're taking the time to actually parent. Yeah, for sure. But they'll still make choices once they're older. You know, they're going to make their choices. Oh, for sure. They're going to do whatever they want. I mean, that's why it's gotten where it's gotten now. Right? But modeling good <laughs> behavior, mm. like yourself doing the right things and being a good person can go a long ways. That's what I was thinking the other day. You know how they always talk about, like, they got all these, like, tranny bills and stuff like that going out into, like, these states. It's like, man, you guys that are fighting it now, you guys are, like, you guys are, I'm not saying anything, but, like, we had 80s music videos where dudes are, like, dressed as women. Like, like Poison and stuff like that. Motley like, Crew. You guys started it, and now, like, but now it's our fault. 
Yeah, our parents like gener- younger people. Our parents' generation <laughs> ruined everything. They smoked tons of cigarettes, drink, drinking and driving, doing drugs, just having the time of their life. Yeah. And then we came along and we were the monsters, you know. And it's like you guys already, you guys ruined cocaine, you guys ruined alcohol, you literally ruined everything because you abused it all. And now everyone Damn. else has to pay the price. That's true. It was the first taste of freedom for this for that generation. Free loving right? hippies in the seventies, you know, they were probably doing some things they shouldn't have been doing. But the eighties came along, like. My parents and they, they went hard and ruined it for the rest of us. So how is how does something like that get fixed then? The world that we live in now, how does it get fixed? You said earlier, you know, set a good example for your children and mm-hmm. all that, right? I understand all that. That makes perfect sense to me. But when you're talking about children, you think you think about how easy it is for them to learn things. And for things to be imprinted on them. And you think, well, yep. if I'm going to have children, I'm going to have to send them to school, right? And right now, our schooling system is just you don't have one of the most school. shady things in the world. I know, but here's the thing. That's that's you another. That. That's I know, I know, right? That's another weird argument. Because it's like, you don't have to send them to school. But if you don't, we're living in a world now where you can get child services called on you. For trying to homeschool your children, and also if you want to homeschool your children, the government will involve themselves and say, okay, you can homeschool them. We're going to give you the curriculum. This is what you're going to teach them. So they're still interjecting in that way. So it's like, how much control do you really have over even raising your children anymore? They want your kids to have like a basic set of skills to function in the world, and I understand wanting that. I mean, it makes sense, right? Hey, teach your kids to read and write. I can teach them that. Sounds fair, right? They don't need to know anything about transgenderism or what you do with your butthole late at night, you know, with your friend. You know how you go back is the answer is, it's not what everybody wants to hear, but the answer is, like, something so bad has to happen that, like, like, things fix themselves, right? Like, realistically, like, you see, like, you can even use the Bible or anything as an example, like, dynasties fall right Mm. like things happen civilizations fall and then like necessarily like things like reset themselves almost right rise from the ashes right i was yeah i was gonna (laughs) as long as human like humans don't kill everyone off like eventually things start over and like people are like okay well things need like even really something really bad happens like it'll change things. even something like 9-11 happened and then everyone got along for like two years yeah Yeah. it was like (laughs) everyone just was just peace and love, and then that just—it's not a good answer, but it's, it's almost true. Right? That it's a, it's it's very deep, I think. But still. it is true, and that answer scares, and it should scare all of us because the the underlying the underlying message there is that poverty and struggle and strife and brokenness creates great human beings, or can encourage great human beings and great relationships between human beings. And that's scary because we're all living great right now, and we just it. Maybe it is the media, right? You said earlier, like you just need to turn off. You need to get away well, from the media. Well, there's no as like just possible. regular news. You know, you don't like you don't hear statistics or just regular like information. I don't not need, one I don't side care of news about, necessarily. I don't care about your opinion on something, whether it's any of the news channels. I don't care. I don't want to turn on Fox and hear someone's opinion on something. Tell me facts. Give me numbers. Show me what's going on. I'll make that decision myself. You need a news channel that's not one-sided. Yeah, that's not choosing like a party or like a way to present things. Yeah. But But, there's money mm -hmm. involved, so how do you... Yeah. 
there's advertising dollars, advertisers. Like Pepsi doesn't want to spend money on this station because they're promoting something they don't believe in, right? I'm not saying which one it is. I have no idea, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But that, and then so people that, hate so that everybody dic- that thinks independently. So that dictates what that company shows, though. If their sponsors don't want them talking about certain things or expressing certain things, or they're only going to spend money for things they believe in. So it's I really don't know how it's fixed. I mean, the internet, but you could put a video up on YouTube, right, and talk about stuff. But if it's not something they want to listen <laughs> to or want to put out there, they can make it so people don't see it as easily. It's true. So... Yeah, you don't know what's real anymore and what's fake either. You know, the the news could be just a complete green screen, whatever anymore, and it's almost to the point where we can't tell. We've created AI, and AI basically can create anything now, right? Chat GPT, (laughs) it's coming for everybody, man. Open AI, all this nonsense. I watched that South Park episode. It was pretty good. I have never, I'll admit it right here on BTG Squad, I've never watched a single episode of South Park. I'll send you a couple to watch. Why he, should so you can enjoy He doesn't it. like South Park. I'm That's curious. Why. I know he doesn't like South Park. <laughs> I'm he doesn't curious. like how they drive. Right? Is that right? Well, it, it was, looks it was so car, it was fake. Car, it was cardboard initially, cardboard cutouts because they had no money. Okay? And they kept the style the same. What are they supposed to do? You want them to update it? Yeah, so, I can't so, get over it. So it looks like some uh, the like Toy Story good, 4. It's 2023. You have to have a certain mindset, which you guys both have, and I don't. Okay? I'm a... I'm like, I think I'm too visual of a person, and I'm a little too dumb to appreciate South Park. Honestly, I'll admit that. I'm a little too dumb to appreciate it because, like you're saying, they are they make a lot of really good political points in South Park. They're making a lot of great, like, realistic points that underlying messages of the show. Right. I'm the kind of guy, I don't want, I'm too lazy. I don't want to dig through any of that when I'm watching television. I just want to watch, like, I'll watch American Dad. They're not giving you any political messages in America. I mean, maybe they are, but I'm blind to yeah. them, right? So I just want to sit there. When I'm watching TV, you I'm want the guy. I want straight to up veg dumb out. humor. You don't, want, you don't want to think about it. I don't want to hear it. But you, yeah. I probably should dig into South Park a little bit. Well, they they always, like, give it, like, not always. I shouldn't say that. But there's, like, usually a message. And usually you see them leaning towards one side. And you think that that's going to be, like, the whole message of the episode. And then somewhere along the line, they basically give you the counter the counterpoint to the initial one you know so you so you have to think about it a little bit mm. you know do you think they're making a difference i i feel like it's like comedians you know comedians a lot of times if you listen to them they're really trying to nail a point home like mm-hmm. like a real point obviously they're doing it in in laughter and all that they're throwing out all these jokes but you can tell if you watch it oh they were really trying to say something mm-hmm. but it's like is it better to just say it, you know, like go the Andrew Tate route or go well, the Tucker Carlson route or whoever else, the Trump route? People, is it better to do that? Because I feel like when you're telling jokes and you're trying to get a point across at the same time, it's still lost. Well, you're still reaching you're some people, but they're it. not going to get like canceled or shut down because of the way they're presenting. Yeah, but it. you're reaching the people where the who other agree. people are like, they're going to like, well, we don't like what he's saying, shut him down. But if he's a comedian, they're like, like you said, there's, they might be dumb to it that they're just not even paying attention to it. You can interpret it to what you want it to be, though. South Park mm-hmm. makes the episode. It gets done. You and I might watch the same episode and not see the same message being sent out there either, you know? 
Right. So isn't it better to just say it straightforward what I want to say? Wouldn't you rather have people thinking on their own? Nobody thinks give, anymore. I don't want the I don't want the opinions. That's what I'm telling you. I or don't want to watch the show that gives me. I don't want to watch Tucker Carlson's opinion on something. I don't care. Do, yeah. I, do I like Tucker Carlson? Actually, I do. But I don't want to watch. I don't watch his stuff. But I don't so, want to hear what he has to say because I already know what he's going to say before he says it. So why would I want to waste my time watching it or listening to it? Be, well, because so you can there's... hammer home the same feelings that I have. I already have those thoughts and feelings. I don't need Tucker Carlson's feelings. Yeah, but there's other. If they're showing you the other side, I guess I get. Like if you already know the one side, it's good to listen to him. So then you're hearing both sides. I guess I spend more time trolling like CNN. Yeah, so that, that's what I was going to say. Because <laughs> I want to hear what other people are thinking. I don't care what people right. who think similar to me have to say. I want to hear what the other people have to say. Okay, so that's... And I want to argue with those people. It's valuable <laughs> for you to watch, like, CNN, for instance. Mm-hmm. But the people who are watching CNN and agreeing to CNN, right? They agree. That's like they're just spitting out their narrative, the same mm-hmm. thing, their echo chamber. Their... Those people need to hear an opposing point too like for you to go to cnn and listen to there and criticize that stuff the people that are watching cnn they also need a tucker carlson right who's who's speaking some semblance of like i don't know like common sense yeah like view right so it's it is it's kind of important to have both of those right you need somebody somebody has to say hey that's not right what you're saying, right? We have to have it. You, we might not want to listen to it because we're like, that's common sense. We know. Mm-hmm. But you still need it. And people need to say it. And it, and I feel like when people are telling it in jokes all the time, it's the point gets lost. It's like, I'm not going to go watch your comedy special, right? Even though you were making some great points. But if you come out and you say, I'm against this, this, and that. Now, the problem with saying that now is that you'll <laughs> get deleted you from everything. You'll go to prison. Yeah, like anything can happen to you. Unless you're Chappelle, who almost gets canceled but hasn't gotten canceled yet. Yeah, so it, he's it, trying to, though. He really is. He is trying. He doesn't care, but he's got, what did he say? He's got fuck it money. Can I say right. that? Right. <laughs> yeah, know, he he's does. Got, he's got, he's he's got, got enough got money. It. He doesn't care. He's going to say whatever he wants to, and therefore he can be canceled because yeah. he doesn't care. He himself Whoop. also turned down his like an old like a big contract, right? He's like, I'm not. He turned down all that money mm-hmm. from like Comedy Central. Yeah, I I just feel weak. I'll just I just feel weak when I hear, or when I even when I when I feel like I need to say something, but I feel like oh better not say it. You know, I get this this rage that builds up in me like you little b, you know, like you baby back like. The fact that you paused and hesitated to say something that was right or you felt was right, you know, it's just a weakness that I don't, I hate seeing it in myself. I hate seeing it in other people. Now, I'm not saying comedians are wrong. I'm not saying South Park is wrong. I love the fact that they're putting their point out there. I just hate the fact that people who really have something to say and they really have an opinion and it differs from this person's opinion you put it out there, and you'll get canceled and banned and go to jail. You'll get fired from your job. What if you, you don't know? care, though? If you don't care, you'll still go to so jail. So you might, you'll get, still you get, might get kicked out of a local establishment for arguing about something. or if you're doing, I'm talking on a small scale. Mm-hmm. If you're choosing I, not to say something, sometimes you know like in your own head, though, like even if I say it, is it going to get anywhere? Like you know yourself, like you're, you're, you're saving yourself like – Trying to get yourself worked up, right? 
<laughs> yeah, but it's it's still. Uh, I don't like always not staying quiet always. either. You guys know me. I have a hard time not saying something when the situation <laughs> arises. But I'm not afraid of making an enemy either. You know. What if the enemy is the United States government? Probably you know, is. and the LT because they're on the side of the of everything crazy and woke right now. That's the government. Mm-hmm. They're on that side of it, and you're gonna fight the United States government well, you have because so many you want to make a of point. The government too is the problem. It's it's broken up into it's like right. You have the FBI, CIA. Like who's in charge? <laughs> it's I just wish like I you say, like you have all these breakaway companies. It's just like if you break something down so far, there's all these people in charge, but you don't know who's in charge. Whoever raises the interest rates is in charge. <laughs> that's true. Whoever is in control of the interest rate is in control in control of the country. Yeah, I think that's fair. Amazon's in control they of the can, country. They can stop anything they want to. Oh, people are you know selling too many houses, making too much money. Let's just uh, let's just raise this interest rate up and slow down the people doing that stuff. Yeah. Oh, or eight percent for a house banks. now. So, well, it was eight percent. It was eight percent twenty years ago. It's not that big a deal that it's eight percent again. There's their there's their point, you know. Yeah, but eight percent now versus then, like, what's your inflation rate for? price to what people make right well, that's yeah, the difference inflation is probably eight percent so the interest rate being eight percent makes sense they allegedly say i don't know if this is 100 percent true but like when you buy your house what you pay for it throughout the term of the loan over 30 years is what they think that house should be worth in 30 years does that make sense to you yeah that pisses you're paying me off five, too. You're, but you, you pay a five percent on the house that you buy when that loan's being done, you're going to pay a ton of money in interest, right? Mm-hmm. Allegedly, that house will be worth every penny that you put into it. So when you sell it, that's why when you sell your primary house, you don't pay taxes on that money. Because you already did through all the interest that you paid. I feel Does like that when you, sense? I, yeah, I feel like banks are a huge scam. Well, the gap between banks. everything is what's it's, so bad. It's like your money and the, the price, right? Your price of stuff and your inflation rate, the gap between them now is higher than it was right 30 years ago probably people might be making more money but things might be that just more expensive yeah so like your the gapage between is probably just that much more i don't know i hate the fact (laughs) that banks are allowed this fractional reserve banking like setup that they have right now like why can't i loan out money you know you can yeah, but to the same amount, to the same to extent back, that the banks are loaning it out, you know, they're they're able to go you through these have. deals where <laughs> if I give you a hundred, if I give my bank a hundred dollars, they can loan out on my money. What is it? A thousand or ten thousand or whatever the number is, a certain percentage of your money, and they don't have to have that money there. You know, they can just they're able to multiply your money like that. You know, through these loopholes, and I understand you have to. Our economy has to work a certain way. I understand things work a certain way. But it's like, why don't you give me a little more interest on my money then? If you're able to split my money up into these. Oh, I don't like that. I made 10 cents last last quarter. Yeah, I'm I'm funding you. (laughs) And you're going to, like the balls of the bank to send me the statement at the end of the year saying, this is what we paid you. I'm paying you my money. Yeah. (laughs) It's that, like that this is, is a, a problem is terrible, for us. Yeah. Well, could you start your own bank and offer oh, a, higher, yeah. a higher rate of return? People have tried so, that. So these banks, they uh, they don't give you any money for your money, and yet they're still collapsing and failing. So, <laughs> could you, imagine, could you imagine if they actually paid you a decent amount? Yeah, they would never. Make they would it. never make it. No. Well, that's what the Federal Reserve is, right? When they raise the percentages, they're they're raising the percentages to the banks. 
of what they got to pay them. So that's essentially gets moved out. That's why, like, when they raise interest rates on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's why it? you get your loans at like a local bar <laughs> or a bookie or something. You know, you got to find. I someone. should. You got to find someone different. To invest, I should be to invest your money in. I should be allowed to practice fractional reserve banking in my personal life. You probably can, you know, if you don't get caught. There might be some loop. Well, I'd like to know how I could. That's what I want to <laughs> know. Because if I could, I would. I'd loan you a hundred dollars. You'd give me a hundred dollars, and I automatically and then, now have ten thousand. I can loan to someone else, right? And they're gonna pay me interest. Thanks. And then, then I'll just give you your little hundred dollars back, Justin. It's not give actually. I won't yeah, give you. I will, actually, give, I will give you that hundred. No, actually, right I now. won't give you your hundred back. When I'll you give ask you for ten it, I'll cents. Give you half of it, you know? <laughs> I'll give you ten cents at the end of the year and keep your hundred. Well, if over I want here. that hundred, though, you have to have it available. No, so I, can get I don't. It I, I don't have to have your whole <laughs> hundred. When you come to me, I only have to have five dollars available. I'm not using the <laughs> yeah, bank okay. anymore. And I'll give you five at a time for the next. You're saying I want my hundred dollars back. Nope, I can only give you fifty. Yeah, sorry. You that's know, I, I just got. don't have your money. That's all I got. Nah, that's not fair. <laughs> I want to go back to the <laughs> to kind of where we started. The marriage thing. Yeah, because yeah. it's a topic, curious yeah. topic for me, dog. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> you, know? you think about it a lot. You basically told I've, us all your fears in the last like fifteen minutes. I've never been married. I don't have any children. You've been married. You have children. You've been married with no children. So we're kind of completing the circle here, the circle of life. Right. Yeah. I feel like I should be married and I should have children. One hundred percent. Okay. Obviously, I've procrastinated on it up to this point in my life. And that's just <sighs> Why yeah. do you have kids while you're older though, right? Like people always want to have them young, but maybe having them older is actually the I better think way older to go. Probably would be better. You know, you're fifty, sixty, seventy, you got nothing better to do. I've yeah. created more fear around the subject for myself though, okay? Yeah, that's but... what I'm saying. But now you created lived your more life. fear. Okay. Now you've got to go do those things you wanted to do. No, like, right? I haven't. But you, but you That's have a the bold faced lie, okay, But you've had the opportunity to do this. No, I haven't had the opportunity either. You see where we live, skis? There are three thousand men to every one woman in this town. Why? Well, but only you are stopping. Why are yourself, you so afraid right? of failing? Are you afraid of failing because other people will know you failed? Is that the? Do you only care about other people's opinions? I'm not afraid of failing. I'm afraid. Of, I'm afraid of the rest of my life being like, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I do that? And I never got that. And I never res- like that can build up in a man's head. I think they call it like catastrophizing. I have. A, I think that's what that's. You called. You don't want to resent other people. I would like to interject. For the choices you made. Yeah, I'd like to interject into this conversation. I have a girlfriend <laughs> right now. I love her very much. Okay, so. This is this conversation has nothing to do with my girlfriend or anything. It's I'm trying to present a general argument for a lot of the situation that I think a lot of men are in and the situation that I was in for a very long time. You know, just kind of feeling like you got shat when it came to the female side of life, you just got sh- you got the leftovers, you got scraps, you got shafted. You were pushed to the side by women for years and then it's like all of a sudden, oh, it's like I got ran through the mud for so many years. And now I'm just I got to get married and have children. And, and all of the extra work and the extra responsibilities that comes with all of that. And because I know myself, I know that if I am going to get married and I am going to have children, there's 
I know I'm going to focus on that 100%. So I'm not going to allow myself. There is no failing at that. Once I get married, like that's my mentality. This is it. I'm going to focus everything on this one woman. I'm going to focus everything you on my children. You can still fail, man. You can still fail. But. Because you can't control what they're doing, essentially, right? That's the thing. Like, they're going to make their choice. Things in life can happen, too, that are outside of both yeah. of your control. Yeah. Like yeah. Anything anything can happen, but living in fear of that, you're missing out on. I'm just saying you're missing out on life. If you, no. You're missing out on what life has to offer fully. You're right. So, if you think the priority is, I don't want, like, leftovers, I don't want someone that's been used. Well, you you might be the leftovers, and you might be used, too. You know, in their eyes it's, or in it's, someone else's eyes. You know, like you're not two 18-year-old virgins that, you know, met at Bible camp and you're going to get married when you turn 18 and start a family. Everyone's got baggage. Everyone has things that have happened in their life that's made them who they are, made them afraid of something, made them not want to get married, led them down whatever path they got led down. But it's all because of what happened in your life. It's also you the know? mental aspect you're right 100 percent right it's also the mental aspect and like i said I, I feel very responsible right so if i get into something i feel extremely responsible for that thing so mm -hmm. if you're going to get into a marriage you also understand that you're getting involved with the, the government <laughs> it's something we can't avoid and any intelligent man is going to think about that yep. and if you think about what the government has the potential like we're saying oh it's not going to ruin your life if you can get divorced like that's not the message that i'm seeing from the people around me that are getting divorced the majority of them i'm seeing they got majorly screwed <laughs> like they got wrecked and i'm being a responsible man and a responsible adult i'm always thinking i can't afford to waste not a second of my life <laughs> you know so I'm already to this point in my life. I've worked my ass off to get to a certain place. I can't waste. If I go down the road five years and somebody decides, oh, I don't love you anymore, we're done, and the government yep. steps in and says, we're not done. You and I are just getting started. She's done, and she can go, okay? Let's let's talk about mm -hmm. the rest of your life. Uncle Sam here is mm -hmm. here for you. I can't afford those. If it's a year of my life, I can't afford to waste one day screwing around with a divorce court or the government or you trying to take my children away from me because, oh, I want to educate them a certain way. Like, even if I'm still married, I can't afford to waste any of this time in my life. It's not, so, it wouldn't be wasting your time. I'll use you your would be words. doing things to, like, okay, protect your family or your children or your life. It's not wasting time. It's just another, it's another challenge or another thing you have to deal with, which is what people do, right? Mm -hmm. At your job anywhere at the gym something's challenging you you're not wasting your time getting stronger or learning a new like a new uh, thing at work right right so why would that be wasting your time it might not be fun to go through but it's gonna you're gonna work through it right your, your own words let's hear it. ready this let's hear, let's it. hear it to make you a better person <laughs> makes really good people is going through the struggle you got doing it. Yeah. all the stuff is going to make really good people, right? It makes the best of people. So that'll make you a better person by going through that struggle. Damn. Right? Damn. He got you. I have nothing else to <laughs> he say. He got you, man. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, no, <laughs> I'm not I'm trying kidding. to be, I'm not trying to be <laughs> mean, but you did, right? Like, like just, I'm not trying to like push it on you, but I'm saying man. like, like you said, it makes you a better person. The ski's right? got you good on that one. You're right.
You're both right. He did. It's a it's a lot of thinking, and when you You're overthink something, something, I overthink things. So what's the what's the worst case scenario? You get married, <sighs> you have a kid. As soon as the kid's born, you get divorced, or before the kid's even born, you get divorced. Right? That'd probably be the worst case scenario. Right? Okay. She's so, pregnant, and now she doesn't want to be with your ass. Right. So now she divorced you. Worst case scenario, where does that lead you down? So maybe you and I have different opinions of what the worst case scenario. Well, I want to hear your worst your worst case scenario. No, case. you're saying it like yeah. Go ahead. If you're if you're like you said, now you have that kid. Now you're a single dad with a kid and a young kid, man. Like you're talking about pursuing those women, you might get a lot of those women you wanted. I'm just saying. Like some, if if you're a good dad and you're doing and you, and you're like a half decent looking guy, a lot of women are probably like, I'm like, oh my god, like now those women are gonna want to have kids. It's with like you. the guy with the puppy, but now it's a little kid. <laughs> yeah, same it, thing. Basically, it does. Same I, thing. It works to I, a point. It does. I hate. I'm not I hate saying the it doesn't fact. work for everybody, but I definitely works for people. Oh man, I hate the <laughs> fact. I, I I hate the fact that me arguing this point is making it sound like I feel like. I'm I just need just to. You. I want to go general, get like more girls. Everybody. Right. I hate the. I don't like the fact that me arguing this is making it sound like me personally wants to go out and get more girls. I don't feel that's, like that's. I'm not what saying I need you generally do. either. I guess I'm saying like like you said, you're talking to other guys right. and like everybody like it might benefit them too. Like they might have a better life when that happens. You never know. You get like a best friend now, right? <laughs> you a little baby, you can take everywhere. Yeah. That's the. For me, Justin, that is such a bad place in life to be. Okay, like that is—he's your buddy now, man. He's like your best, gets, bro. He ain't no. gonna be a better friend than anybody else yeah, for you, man. man. You want to go to Burger no. King? That kid's no. always down for some no. Burger King. No. For me to be a divorced single dad, that I feel like is a huge waste of my time <laughs> in life. Okay, I mean, as far as and I'm I don't have time from, to waste from a friendship standard, uh, I think it makes you seem like a better friend. Like if you had a kid, I'd come over way more. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I have a kid. He's like, sitting right there. Right now, like his name is. I would Keys. say your fr- your friend grades like a you know, like a B, maybe a B plus. But you got a kid over here, like you're like an A. Damn. Your friendship grades an A. How dare you? I'm coming over to see this thing. You base know? my value on the kid that I have. <laughs> Man, maybe I'm just trying to convince you to start a family. I'm pr- I'm probably gonna. So you don't Pretty end up soon. 50 years old and going, oh, I should have had some kids, man. I'm not going to go to 50 and not have kids. That's how you make cha- the changes you want in the world. That's how you make those changes. Yeah, you have those you kids, were... and you instill what you want on them, and hopefully they change the world to make it a better place from where you left it. Right? That is my plan. Okay, I hope <laughs> I'm successful at that. I think a lot of children would be good. But we'll start. I would like to have I think a lot you start with just one. Ten Jacksons. And see how that puppy goes. <laughs> No, we don't want 10 Jacksons. (laughs) So the experience that you two have. We learned a lot of stuff. If you could go back, okay, to the first day you met your girl that you divorced later on Mm -hmm. in life. If you could go back, would you change getting married? I would change nothing. Okay. I am very happy where I'm at right now today at this point in my life, and changing any of that would change Mm -hmm. this. So I would say no. All the bad things I went through, the good things I went through, the struggles after I got divorced with, you know, taking, like, drinking from this fun activity to, like, get away to this not-so-fun activity. <laughs> all of that made me who I am today. Mm. So why would I want to change that? Okay. That's, that's my opinion. Yeah, if you're in a good spot, why would you want to change something that, like, essentially your life could be worse if you that didn't happen, right? Maybe. 
Like your life could have gone in a whole worse direction. For me, I know it was like a good thing getting married. Like it, having the kids was like good for me. Right. At that time. Oh, definitely for you. Because <laughs> I was doing things I definitely wasn't supposed to be doing. You know, like things yep. you don't want your kids to be doing. Like working at Perkins. <laughs> that too. And like <laughs> other Jeff things. Keys. Other things. You know, there's a lot of other things I did and like people I was around like. I hope my kids aren't like doing, you know, like I don't want my kids to be doing a lot of that stuff. Man, even working at the breakfast place, you learned to make some good eggs and stuff, didn't you? <laughs> so that's not even a waste of time either. <laughs> Being able to make a breakfast, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. You can find positives in any situation. I worked at Walmart and I learned a lot working at Walmart. I don't regret working there. People are always like, oh, you worked at Walmart? How was that? I'm like, I loved it. I love going to Walmart. Nobody I, likes I learned their first so jobs. much working at Walmart. <laughs> mm. People say all that stuff. I was like, I was 16. I got a job. Like, where was I supposed to work? Like, but you, you want me to work learned, somewhere? Like, you learn so many things there other than just like making a breakfast. I was just teasing you about that. But you learn how to like get along with other people, take orders from people that weren't your parents. You made friends. You like, you learn so much working in any job when you're a kid. It's great. Because people are like, oh, you worked at McDonald's? Well, yeah. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> Most kids got those jobs, right? Like, not everybody like got this, like, tremendous job when they got it like first started working you know mm-hmm. but the people that did that had the rich parents or successful parents that threw them into these like intern jobs or whatever the whatever the hell it is they missed out on a lot of learning on how to be a person how to have friendships how to do all that kind of stuff ones that aren't like you know school it's just it's just different at a job you know mm-hmm. so what's the best way to deal if you you've both gone through it What's the best way to deal with a divorce if you do get divorced? I would say sit with your feelings. What's the first of all? <laughs> and don't the... and don't try to medicate through them because it just delays the inevitable. Like you, you eventually have to sit with those feelings. Like I was ashamed that I got divorced. I was embarrassed. What? Why was I embarrassed? I cared about what everyone else thought. Can I pose right? a better question? Go for it. What's What's the best way to avoid getting divorced? I mean, what advice well, if you could never you get give? married, then you could never get divorced, right? Okay, so but that's... let's say you're married. What's what's the advice you could give to people in now to avoid getting divorced? Well, you're both going to change. Even if it, you get married right now, you're you're not going to be the same forever. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to change together. You have to be willing to go with them, and if they're going down a bad path, you got to try to steer them down a better one. I'm guessing. People don't. Or you got to join in on their terrible path definitely have to be but. willing to work it together to like make it work right yeah is communication key as a man uh, yes but it's not like you don't always have to say something <laughs> in right a relationship <clears throat> sometimes it's better not to something i struggle with and i've always struggled with this in relationships i don't i don't like I'll listen to a woman and I'll listen to her problems and stuff, but it's very hard for me to share with her the problems that I'm going through. <laughs> you know, so people say communication is key. You need to know everything about your partner. You guys have to communicate. But the ever-present evidence, you know, the history of, of dating, of the history of people being married and stuff is – you don't want to feel vulnerable to her either, though. Well, once <laughs> once guys start sharing too much with a woman, the thought process is you're you're oversharing now. 
You're now seen as weak. <laughs> yeah, you're no longer a benefit to this partner because you have too many issues that you're constantly laying on her chest. And men have, that's the, the whole reason I'm saying this is because men have so many problems. We have a lot of, we do a lot of problem solving. We are constantly stressed out in a lot of, in a lot of situations in life. We're constantly going through things that we will not tell people about. You know, even sometimes your own boys you won't tell about. So if you were to say communication is key in a relationship, if I was to communicate with my girlfriend everything, every little problem I'm having, the fear is that you're going to end up looking like a very insecure. They like to label you, oh, you're insecure. Yep. And you're problematic, right? You're supposed to be the man. You're strong. You're supposed to support me, my feelings and my emotions. You're supposed to be able to handle that. I don't... I'm a woman. I can't. Well, how am I supposed to fix your problems? You're a man, you know. So yeah, how much communication true. is key? What do you share? Right. Like mm-hmm. it's like and then if you really get into that question, it's like I, you find out I can't really share that much with my significant other. Uh, well, right. If you There's sh- not much a man can give to you can lay on a woman and she can bear the weight of his problems. So you end up suffering in silence. This is my personal experience. Right? I do know what you're saying, and I, I do agree with you to some extent, I guess. So is that going to end up leading to a divorce? If you as a man take that thought process in, into, a, into a marriage, or should you it, should you risk it and, and risk looking weak to your mm-hmm. woman? Because women will lose respect for you very quickly. If you want to get in the marriage part, that's the, woman you should, that's the person you should be able to talk to, right? Though. You would exactly. think so, <laughs> and, and a lot of guys fall. That's like fall the in. only person, basically, you probably want to tell. Right? A lot of guys fall into that <laughs> trap, though, don't well, they? You got to work You got to work that stuff out before you get married. You know, you can't get married and then like want to like unload all these like thoughts and feelings that you have inside of you, right? But if you know you can talk to her, then she just, like, gets mad and doesn't want to deal with it. And, like... I don't feel then... like it's good to share with women <laughs> our problems. Are you saying, like, current problems or, like, past problems that cause fears? Anything. Like, like you, I'm... Str- like, like, you come home from you come home from work and at McDonald's and you're stressed out because you're making the fries today and it, don't wasn't, tell a, your girl. And it wasn't a good day, right? Yeah, don't tell her. She doesn't care. That's the other part of women. They don't care. You come home and you tell your girl I'm stressed out because someone was rude to me in the drive through line, like... Like, really, if you think about it from a woman's perspective, like, what the? That makes you look really bad. <laughs> you know, so how many of our problems can we lay out on a woman? I don't, in my personal experience, I feel like none, almost. <laughs> I can't, you can't help me. I'm here for you, right? And that's, what, again, one you know, of those you just things. just listen. You don't give opinions, though. The best yeah. thing to do is listen. When a woman tells you she's having problems at work or in anything. Depends on what She's want. not telling you because she wants you to tell her what to do. Right. That's the thing you always have to remember. It depends on the situation. Sometimes they want advice and sometimes they don't. They just want to vent to you. Most of the times I don't think they <laughs> want advice. That's the thing about women. It's like you just tell me like, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And whatever you choose to do to make this different, I will support you in it. Yeah. They do want you to listen. If I say something, I want answers. That's that's that's, that's the <laughs> like, dude's thing. Fix this though. more like yeah. Tell me what I need to do here. But hey, women do the same thing. Yeah. They'll bring you their problem. No, like oh my car's broken. Fix it for me. Like what? What do you? What the hell do you want me to do? Fix your motor. Like, <laughs> but I'll do it right because yeah. I'm a man and we're a team. And but and, can I bring my car to my girlfriend and say hey? 
transmission's all jacked no, you, up. No, you bring some it. flour, like, some yeast, and some water, and some olive oil, and say there's no <laughs> bread in the house. Make me some bread <laughs> while I'm out here fixing your motor. So, <laughs> so hey, what we've learned, you're right. What we've learned from all of this. <laughs> She'd be like, what? You want me to cook for you? <laughs> <laughs> we men, we men need each other. That's why this podcast is such an awesome thing. I get to talk to my boys, right? And I'm not saying I can't talk to my girlfriend. It's just, it's different talking with the boys. I feel like there's a certain strength that men bring to another man's life that women, they don't really have that capacity, you know, in a lot of situations. They can't bring me what I need. Like, if I'm going to lay my problems out to somebody, like, I can see myself doing that to my dad or my brothers. Yep. You know, for me to go to even my mom, my mom, you know, I could have any conversation with my mom. I feel like I can give her any of the problems I'm having. But a girlfriend, a wife, it's, it's different. The problem is there, too. <laughs> she might just tell you what you want to hear instead of telling you what you need to hear. Mom, you think? Some people, like if they carry, like, because they think they're doing She's you justice by baby. trying to be nice <laughs> to you, you know? But... <laughs> Ah, she and, might not uh, give you the advice you need, right? It's true. Other good advice too: when you argue with a woman, don't be right. Because be if wrong. you no, there's no point even trying to be right. Don't even attempt it. How dare there's you? There's no point. You you can't like <laughs> if you're right, you lost the argument because now you're right and you're a jerk. See, I don't so like you. Like you want to you want to argue. She's to mad get, that you're right. You want to get your you want to get. <laughs> The point of arguing isn't to get your point across. You know, you don't want to do that. Right. See, I don't like that, Justin. What, what's the point? What do you want? I feel like... Figure it out. Yeah, I feel like we're <laughs> stifling our man, our manhood, you know? It's like, I don't care if you don't respect me. I was right. But you I bo- gave you the answer. You both have opinions. But you need to respect neither me one when of I'm right. right. Neither one of you is right. It's an opinion. You sure? Like, what she are we has arguing? an opinion. You have an opinion. Unless it's like fact-based. Oh, like, okay. Like basic math. I see what you're saying. It's all opinions. So what about so political if you, views? If you... Don't marry someone you don't agree with politically. I can tell. I can tell you that from personal experience. That's one thing I will tell you. And people's political uh, views can change with uh, social media exposure and things like that it, too. It but. can work if you. It can work though. Like I know a situation. My aunt and uncle have been married forever, and they're both opposite. But the only I asked them how does that work, and they don't talk about politics with each other. That's one hundred percent. They will not. They've agreed on it, but like they won't bring it up to each other. Nothing. But their political views have to dictate their morals, so they can't even have the same morals. If they're that politically different, I don't know. Their it, morals it somehow can't be works because he's like super Republican and she is one hundred percent the opposite way, and they've been married for like thirty years. They both just must work their asses off. They both do and just work, take and they care don't have of themselves, kids. and they don't have a real. That's not a real. Yeah. They are in like a domestic partnership where they share things that they buy together and they both work. They both are successful, I'm assuming. Mm. They both do their own awesome. thing. <laughs> to a point, right? To a point. Like they, don't, they don't have to argue about their morals because they don't have children to argue them over. Yeah. Like what's okay to teach wow. them. Mom, mom might think it's okay to show them the book with the finger going into the ass and dad <laughs> might not like that. Well, there is no kid to argue it. So they can, they can get along. They both work a lot. They spend very little time together. They go on vacations, have a nice house, do their thing. Right. I'm assuming that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just know they're still together. 
They got they're nice just house. crazy. They got a nice house, a couple of dogs probably. They have one dog now, but they didn't get even get the dog till like a couple of years ago. The house is nice, but that's only because when they bought it, they didn't have a lot, and they like he actually like worked on the house, and, like fixed it up to make it look nice. Mm. But but he does live in Minneapolis. I don't think he likes it there. <laughs> it's a cesspool. Freaking democracy, man. It gets now. Na- I, I used to go there every year from the time I was probably twenty twenty one until thirty six or thirty seven. I went at least once a year, and every year I watched it get just a little bit shittier. Mm. Sucks, right? Yeah, and eventually I just I haven't been going. COVID hit, and just haven't gone back since. It's the beauty of living in a small town. Now California is working this way to ruin the rest of the United States. Yeah, man, they're going straight through Texas right now. I know. Now. I was like, build. I said, build the wall on California. Like, <laughs> let me- let Mexicans in, but build that California wall. Keep them in there. <laughs> this is, that's another podcast that I want us to do. We need to talk about the wall. Yeah. I feel sure. like we have some valuable points that can be made. <laughs> we, I don't know if we can do it in this podcast. We're at a minute four, but we do need to have that conversation, right? We can have a few Would more you be willing to come back, Justin, for that? I can come back, yeah. I have some more questions, though. So, what's the most painful, emotional thing that you've ever gone through? If you look back, this hurt me the most. Hurt my heart. Didn't hurt me physically. It just hurt me. It made me so. I cried. All this. What What was that moment? If you had to think, I would say probably when my wife asked me to get divorced. Mm. That was probably it. But after the more I thought about it, the fears and like the feelings that I had from it, looking back on it now as I was older, was worried about what other people thought about it it wasn't about myself you know i was worried about what my family would think what my friends would think what my co-workers would think mm. i was worried about you know i was worried about losing stuff too the house that i had just bought and was paying for and everything else but that was pro- that was probably it for me that was really hard to even though i knew it was like gonna happen you know does that make sense like i kind of knew it was heading that way but that 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 exact moment it still was like very yeah. very difficult, I guess, to deal with at that time. Looking back at it, it's like, well, she went out down a different path. I went down a different path. I assume, I assume she's happy. I'm happy. So, so that explains to me a little bit why you are able to say, you know, get married. You might get divorced. You'll be okay because you've gone through it, right? Yeah, I. That was very painful for you, and you mm-hmm. went through it. Yeah, I thought it was like. It felt like the end of the world, like nothing was ever going to be okay again, you know? Right. I was embarrassed living in my brother's basement for a while. Just embarrassed. Why Why was I embarrassed about it? I don't know. Well, it's it's a stigma, right? Like, or whatever. Like, people... Failure. It's failure. Yeah. You it, see it wasn't it. that I was getting divorced. It was that I failed at something that I, like... I'm very, uh... I'm very into, like, giving my best, and I, I hate failing. I don't care what it is. I hate it. You don't want to disappoint yourself. I can't stand losing, <laughs> although I've gotten a little older and like losing True. at sporting things is a little more common. But you, you're your best critic, right? So you disappoint yourself more yeah. or less when something happens and you like couldn't fix it, right? Right. Yeah. No or one make else it go the way you wanted. No one else gives a shit. <laughs> I was worried about what everyone else thought, and not knowing that no one really cares. 
that I failed at being married. <laughs> you know, if I think about it, when you when I found out you were getting divorced, yeah, it never even the you, thought that Justin failed at something or anything negative, it didn't even cross my mind. I was just like, oh shit. I was like, I was like oh my god. Nine, I can that was like divorced. nine. That was like nine years ago, maybe even ten years ago. I was in my twenties. It's crazy. I'm almost forty. Damn. I was divorced at 29, so I'm not sure when I can. 28, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, 10 years ago. So you were 10 years younger too. You know, I was a grown man, Justin. Don't I know what and you're And what do you think? You're like <laughs> man. You're like man. This guy, this guy I'm working with failed at this. Whoa, no, a bum, right? I didn't think that at all. I. The only thing I remember thinking is, God dang it! Uh, what chance do I have? Justin got divorced. Like, I, Justin's I, I superhero. Having some like, of those conversations. I was like, "That's it. I'm never getting married." Skis got divorced. I was like, oh, "I got no chance." Like I've, I've known so many people. The only thought that goes into your head when you hear, "Oh, somebody else is getting divorced," you're like, "Ah, yeah, well, that seals. That's another nail in my marriage coffin." Like, I should have known better. <laughs> I should have never did that, right? Yeah, some, you're like, "I'm not." Some people try too, it. though. Some of the people maybe you know too also got married probably when. Like, some people think it's a way to fix things, too. And it's like, no, like, that's not what you should have done. Like, you yeah, know, like getting married is not going to fix whatever is happening. We're going to get married and start getting along and quit drinking and do all this stuff and just be a happy family, right? And then we'll have some kids. It'll all just fix itself. Sounds terrible. I think that's how it works, actually. You first develop problems, and then you get married and have kids, and then the problems go away. Right. I think that's how it works. That's also how it works when you get a credit card. There's no balance on the credit card, and then you rack up like thirty thousand dollars on it. Now all your problems go away. Exactly. And you're stuck. You're married to this credit card now. You shouldn't have any problems, right? Well, if you keep doing that, maybe eventually someone's just going to pay your credit cards off for you, right? That goes back to like sitting, like sitting with your problems, though. You know, if you have something wrong or you're not feeling good about something, like I. I didn't develop terrible anxiety after I got divorced, but I did. Like, I mm. I was never an anxious person, and then I had these anxious feelings, you know? Yeah. And instead of dealing with them, I just, uh, you know, put them, put them on the back burner, I guess. Tried to ignore them and did things to make them feel better instead of actually sitting with my feelings and working through what I had gone through and figuring it out, you know? Right. That it wasn't the end of the world, that me failing at that isn't letting anyone down it's not letting myself down it wasn't my fault so once i once i eventually worked through all those feelings like 10 years later i'm feeling a lot better about it but i chose not to at the time right and you can confidently say that it wasn't your fault no yeah i I can say that you don't think you could have prevented it i don't think i should have okay that's a good way of looking at it damn i think some of the anxiety too is like just like in my thought is like you just don't like what do i do now right yeah like you don't know where to start and like move on from that maybe yeah you were on a path and then someone destroyed your path and now you have to start a new path and you have no idea where to start see i don't have time (laughs) for that justin that's where my fear comes in you say jackson don't be afraid getting married and having kids but you're like, oh, but you might waste a year trying to figure out now i got to restart everything. I, I wasted more than a year. Right. So that's my fear. That's a lot of guys' But fear. did I actually waste it? You did. I had a good time, <laughs> had a good time for a little bit. <laughs> and then it, went south. then it went south real yeah, fast. The like, reset could be good, too, though. It's like a cleanse, right? You like I guess. <laughs> like, a de- like a detox. Mm-hmm. 
Skis, what was your most painful? Oh, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> Same thing, you think? Yeah, well, me, uh, the pro- my thought, because I had the kids, is like, well, like, what about them? And, like, you know, her too. Like, for me, it's different because, like, I know, like, what I did, and I made it happen. So I was, like, disappointed in myself. Yeah. Mm. Then, like, where, where are they going to go now? Like, what's how's it going to affect them? Like, I, but, like, you see that. Like, I affected, like, other people in my life. Besides just the person I was married to, mm-hmm. I got to see like Carter like sad and stuff, and like I know like I made that happen. Right. So I fu- I really fucking hated myself. Mm. Yeah. So like I was in a really bad place. Yeah, I didn't have kids, so a different dynamic. I affected like somebody I made that I cared for, like I love probably more than anything in the world. Like, and I hate to say, it, but I like you feel more, like even I felt more connected to them than even like my wife. Right, because they're like essentially part of you, like you made them, like so. Yeah, that sucks. (laughs) That's tough, dude. To see them go with like to know how and like my daughter, like it affected my daughter. Carter was a little bit older; he was sad, but like my daughter to see her like, and then like and even going forward, like knowing like and I'm not saying it's her fault, but like my ex-wife like being with other people and her like always like having different like boyfriends around or something and like her going back and forth through the homes like you see that aspect and like how it affects them you know it's not good your kids lost the stability in their life that you and you and your ex-wife offered them Mm. and you got to watch them struggle through that yeah no i don't want i didn't want that for them you know because i know i like played a part in that that's my fault right damn so drinking yeah like that's why i would drink a lot and like go home from Jack work D. and I literally change and go to, and it was bad enough to where I was going to the bar by myself, you know, like I was there by myself. Drinking. I did that a couple of times, but that really wasn't my thing. But. I didn't, I just wanted to, I would go there and like sit there and think about shit, you know, I would, yeah. do, I would just do that home by myself. It was like, Oh, a bottle of Jägermeister. Let's, let's play drink the bottle on this one. You know, <laughs> like, oh. I just didn't, I wasn't in a spot. Like I was with, I, I didn't have anywhere to go. Like, I stayed in a hotel for a little bit, and then I went and lived with somebody else for a couple of weeks, and then I went back in the house, which I probably shouldn't have done. But, like, I didn't know where to go or, like, what to do. I didn't have the money to get, like, an apartment. Like, I didn't have, like, family here. Like, I didn't – people offered me to, like, stay with them, but I don't want to, like, inflict what I'm going through onto somebody else either. Like, I'm not that kind of person. Like, I want to be, like, off of my own. Like, I want to deal with it, you know? Yeah. I, try, I, don't I think that's like... a pretty similar path, though, because I did the, almost the same exact thing. Yeah. Living in my brother's house, then I was back in the house. It's a struggle, right? You're like, you don't, you don't know, you don't feel like you belong anywhere, right? Like mm. you shouldn't be at, you shouldn't be living on someone's couch, but you shouldn't be living with your soon-to-be ex-wife. But you like, that's well, why maybe there's the a, maybe there's a chance know. we'll get back together and make things work. It's just a nasty roller coaster. Even the guys I was staying with, when they offered me a place to stay, they're like, hey, you want to hang out? Like, I was like, no, man, like, you guys do your thing. Like, I'd go off and do my own thing. I didn't want to, like, try to even be part of that, you know? Like, I didn't know what to do. (laughs) I was in my brother's basement, and I didn't want to bother him. I just, like, sat down there by myself watching Ted. I watched Ted a bunch of times. With uh, the teddy bear movie? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That that movie has, like, a part of my life connected to it. Mm. Which is weird because I enjoy the movie, but it's with a very like dark time in my life. Do you think if you were when you got divorced, if you were able to just go 
and pick up another girl really quickly. Get a girlfriend that you thought was beautiful. You think that would have helped you out way more than the yeah. path that you had to go through? No. Not having a woman hold you and hug you through this wouldn't mm-hmm. have helped you. Don't you don't, think. You don't say. Then you're just you're just doing something else to make you happy at the time. Just like alcohol, it's the same thing. That girl is the Jägermeister, is the anxiety pills. It's something that just make you feel better for right now. It doesn't help you in the long run. God, I feel like if when I I went through a breakup, man, that wrecked me. Right, <laughs> like I was, I put a gun to my head. I'll be honest. <laughs> Like I was so I was so young and so stupid. It was such a pussy thing to do, you know. But I was hammered. I was I was so mm. pissed. I was bawling my eyes out. I had a gun to my head. I found myself on my sofa with a gun to my head one night, just thinking. Okay, and the like the next couple of days, I was looking so hard for any woman who would just talk to me and come sit with me and just be there. <laughs> You know, because just something I, to sidetrack you from what you're it, yeah. to deal with, though. That's I needed thing. it so badly. It was right? like drugs or alcohol, though. It's what you were looking for. You were looking for something to make you feel better. But I did find a girl who who came over and talked to me and sat with me and like hung out, and it. I thought it helped. <laughs> for sure, it might have been a rebound and whatever else and all this nonsense. And of course, it didn't work out. Like I didn't end up dating her or anything like that. But she was there for me, and it was. It helped. You talked with her though, and you talked through some things. You didn't just she was yeah. somebody you willing to listen just, to what you had to say. You just didn't like hook up with this girl that you thought looked good to make yourself feel better, right. and then kicked her out of the house. Yeah, and that was one of those right. situations where I don't think it's guys, I don't think <laughs> me sitting around talking with my boys would have helped. It needed to be a woman, you know. That's why I asked that question because for me, like if if I if I'd have been in that situation and skis would have come over and me and him sit on the couch like. I need somebody to hug me, and skis better not touch me, right? Or you. <laughs> so mo- it's like he moisturizes his hands. I uh, know he right? does. <laughs> so it's like, man, I get itchy yeah. skin. I got a lotion, man. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking legs get so bad in the wintertime. Man, We're nasty, le- like, dude. It's so bad. Scaly. I get home legs. and I'm all like, <laughs> after wearing like stuff under your pants, you know? Yeah. It's super dry in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want you touching my me. white ass skin, right? So I needed a woman there. You needed a woman. It was very important, yeah. And if I'd have sat by myself, like I I don't think a dude would have helped me through that breakup, right? (laughs) So if I'd have sat by myself, I'd have kept doing what I was doing in my living room with a bottle of booze, listening to sad music, listening to sad music, feeling sorry for myself. But having a woman there took my brain off of it. I was able to touch her and hug her and what all this other nonsense, right? Mm -hmm. So. It helped me. You don't think your dad would have like helped you out in that situation if he told him? I felt like I was being a super bitch. So I didn't want to call my dad and tell him, Dad, I'm bawling my eyes out because it, some girl saying, broke up with me. But I me. think you he know, still would have probably been someone to like help you through it. I think he I, could I, have. I think I know the exact situation you're speaking of. We'll talk about this later <laughs> off camera. Okay. <laughs> dad could have helped questions. me, right? But you yeah. don't want to burden your dad. It feels stupid. If you're a man, whenever you're broken up about a woman, you feel so dumb. Right? You're like, I can't fall apart over a woman. This is not possible. <laughs> so you don't want to tell. I didn't want to tell my brothers. I didn't want to tell. No, I'm going to deal with this. I'm drinking. It's okay? embarrassing. Yeah. Or some random girl comes over. Mm-hmm. I I don't care what she thinks. You know, She'll help me. <laughs> 
So it was, I don't know, it was a weird situation. I mean, I wouldn't, but, like, I know, like, your situation with your dad's, like, way different than mine. That's why I, like, bring it up. Oh, yeah, man. My dad, <laughs> ah, dad's awesome. <clears throat> I met your dad once. You did? And he was pretty awesome. I was like, this guy, is this guy Jared's dad? And I sent you a picture of him. So I was like, I want to know. <laughs> I sent it to dad, too. He was like, yeah, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, that is me. Who's this creep taking my picture? Uh, so, are you going to come back on the podcast, Justin? Sure. Skis, are you coming back? I got more show? things I'd like to Fuck talk yeah, about. I, I so can't we... deal with this shit. What? <laughs> Skis ain't coming back? <laughs> I'll come oh, back. man. You feel like what? I got more stuff to talk about. Yeah, I can We have. Back. I feel like we could have 50 of these, right? Yeah. There's lots of life experiences and, like, things to get into and talk about. Yeah, man. We're just breaking the ice on this one. <laughs> an hour, almost an hour and a half in. Sweet. Ladies and gentlemen. Skis. Cue the music. <laughs> hey, Justin, you could hear it in there. Ladies and gentlemen, the skis has spoken. The music has been cued. Did I say that right? Justin's here. I'm going to catch you guys in the next podcast. Uh, where are the aliens? Maybe they're among us. I don't know. <laughs>